1: One of the oldest axioms about markets is that they hate uncertainty and tend to default toward bearishness when uncertainty rises. That's what has been happening for the last 10 days regarding the possibility of Russia agreeing to a safe corridor for a Ukrainian grain in exchange for the lifting of sanctions. With millions of tons of Ukrainian corn and wheat the stakes, Putin has been playing peekaboo with them and the trade keeps falling for it. Now the Turks have entered the fray, offering to play the role of referee and meet with Russian Foreign Minister Lavrov on June 8th to discuss terms. All that has done is leave traders holding their breath until June 8th. However, the world's cash grain trade isn't buying in, and wheat futures have sunk below cash value. Tenders in Pakistan and Jordan have just concluded above $500 a metric ton, while Chicago futures dropped to the equivalent of $400 a ton. There's also been discussion about futures having to give up weather premium since planning is caught up to normal for corn and soybeans and the crops don't appear to be threatened. Say what? A weather premium is defined as futures running well ahead of cash bids and the possibility of adverse weather. That's certainly not what we have in corn and soybeans. If anything, hot basis is futures playing catch up with current cash market demand. Buyers are not stockpiling the stuff. They're buying hand to mouth. If funds keep liquidating their long position on the risk that hostage Ukrainian grain is about to be released by Russia as sanctions are eased, the world's buyers will see futures as a bargain and start hedging needs and bring fund liquidation to a screeching halt. As the soybean planning progress, on a state-by-state basis, Iowa, Illinois, Wisconsin, and Indiana were standouts for catching up last week. They were actually eight points ahead of normal. North Dakota and Minnesota retain their laggard status due to incessant rains. Only 23% of North Dakota soybeans are planted, which is 47 points behind normal. 55% of Minnesota soybeans are planted, which is 25 points behind normal. Farmers in those states focused on spring wheat, pushing planting to 73%. OPEC members, including major producers Saudi Arabia, may be planning to boost production a bit more than expected. That's what caused oil to set back from highs. OPEC's 13 members and 10 non-OPEC producers, led by Russia, are set to meet. They likely will approve pre-planned monthly increases of 432,000 barrels a day to restore collective production to pre-pandemic levels. The new ripple is that since Russia's oil is now under sanction, they may exempt Russia from the pack so other members can pick up the slack. However, that's unlikely now that news has broken that Russian oil is still getting into the market. According to the Wall Street Journal, oil is being transferred between ships at sea, a page out of the playbook used to buy and sell sanctioned Iranian and Venezuelan oil. Looking south to Brazil, though at the risk of frost behind them, corn futures in Brazil are receding. The pending harvest is putting pressure on prices as buyers wait for supply to hit the market. Farmers are more reluctant on advancing forward sales this year, with only 30% of the second crop corn sold versus 60% last year at this time. Many are waiting to see what yields will be before they make more decisions. The first part of the harvest will go to fill existing contracts, which are mostly export and ethanol contracts. We may not see available corn hit the market until next month. Last week's announcement that China finalized an agreement with Brazil to import corn made big news. Ever since China lost Ukraine as the supply source for corn due to the war, The market has been expecting China to identify other sources of corn, so this should not come as any surprise. It is not as if China has never purchased Brazilian corn, they just have never purchased very much. The most they have ever purchased from Brazil in one year was 172,000 tons in 2016. That compares to 21 million tons that were exported that year. Even in 2019, when Brazil set corn export records of 42 million metric ton, China purchased about 70,000 tons, or basically two boatloads. Despite this agreement, we don't expect China's buying habits will suddenly change overnight. China has already been a steady buyer of new crop corn from the United States. We don't think that'll change. However, China does need a plan B, and Brazil checks that box. We look for corn sales from Brazil to China to begin picking up in the fourth quarter of 2022 and then build into the next year. The Brazilian government reportedly still needs several months to work out the sanitary requirements, and there are also questions regarding whether the import agreement covers all GMO corn or is limited to conventional. You've been listening to the Comstock Report. For more information on marketing opportunities, contact us at Comstock.com or call 712-227-1110.